All right, so I wrote this little reflection on combating opportunism in open legal democratic mass organizations. Now, first, I'd recommend checking out my episode I did on Urban Perspective by CPI Malice. That'll give you some definitions, <clears throat> a little more uh, explanations on what's an open legal democratic uh, mass organization compared to a secret revolutionary or an open revolutionary. And those are words that I use throughout this text. So if that's unfamiliar to you, go check out that episode and then definitely check out the Urban <clears throat> Perspective text by CPI Maoist. Okay. It is not easy to be a revolutionary in a non-revolutionary organization, right? These legal and defensive organizations um, that are not open revolutionary or completely underground, right? Secret uh, revolutionary organizations. Uh, But there are both right and left opportunist kind of manifestations that can occur within these organizations. And if you've ever been in a legal democratic organization with other revolutionaries, I'm sure that uh, if you reflect a little bit, that you could also see, say, like right opportunist lines and, uh, you know, quotes left and quote opportunist lines as well. Anyways, um, here's a little reflection I wrote on um, combating opportunism, both right and left opportunism in these legal democratic mass organizations. I ask a, a few different questions. The first question is, why must we build the party through united front work? Um, number two, how can we most effectively wage ideological struggle against reformism? Number three, what is the role of the mass legal democratic organization in our struggle? What is the relationship between the legal democratic organizations and the revolutionary socialist organizations? Uh, number four, how does right opportunism manifest itself in legal democratic organizations? And five, how does left opportunism manifest itself in legal democratic organizations? And then I end with a conclusion. All right, so um, let's begin. Why must we build the party through United Front work? There are many Maoists today in the United States who presently believe that despite being a capitalist imperialist country with 80% of the population concentrated in urban areas, a Maoist party in the United States is primarily to be built through a protracted armed struggle against enemy forces. This erroneous line would quickly be proven incorrect if these left opportunists were ever to attempt to materialize this idea through practice. The military strategy of the protracted people's war was developed particularly for semi-feudal, semi-colonies. Even if one has hoped to redefine protracted people's war, For the particulars of the industrial capitalist context, these attempts have only served to sow confusion within the Maoist movement, undermine the development of ideological unity, and slow the organizational work of building a Maoist vanguard genuinely linked to the masses. In the capitalist countries and imperialist metropoles, ours is to be a strategy not of a protracted people's war, but of a people's revolutionary civil war also referred to as an insurrectionary people's war. Uh, The people's revolutionary civil war will pass through three stages prior to the overthrow of the dictatorship of the bourgeoisie and the establishment of the democratic dictatorship of the proletariat. Number one, the protracted legal mass struggle. Number two, the mass armed insurrection. Number three, the revolutionary civil war. 
Rather than building the party primarily through armed conflict with enemy forces, as is done in a protracted people's war, the Maoist party in the United States must principally be built through united front work and the step-by-step development of mass struggle through mass organizations and mass alliances. This is not to say that in the present stage we ought to abandon the armed struggle altogether. Neither the second nor third stages of the People's Revolutionary Civil War, the mass armed insurrection and the following revolutionary civil war, will be transitioned through if proper attention is not given during the first stage of the People's War to the establishment of legal mass self-defense organizations, semi-open militias, and small underground units, as well as arms training and the accumulation of arms. These are indeed important tasks, but presently these are undoubtedly secondary. Unlike in the semi-feudal semi-colonies, the principal means of party building in our present situation is to be found in united front work. The two types of mass organizations that need our attention most are the legal democratic organization and the open revolutionary organization. The reason secret revolutionary organizations are currently unimportant is due to the fact that in our immediate situation, we face little to no repression from the bourgeois state. Thus, it is crucial we take advantage of the opportunity and maximize our efforts in building open revolutionary socialist, anti-imperialist, and anti-fascist organizations. The only secret revolutionary organization we presently need is the party which should simultaneously be semi-open and underground. However, while it is the case that open revolutionary socialist mass organizations should play a central role in our present party work, legal democratic mass organizations remain crucial as well. It is essential we grasp the dialectical relation between the two types of mass organizations. It is also important we become conscious of the ways in which both right and left opportunism can destroy our party work as it pertains to the legal democratic organizations. In order to avoid making unnecessary mistakes in both types of mass organizations, the party must make an intentional, planned effort to educate our members and potential new recruits on the errors of right and left opportunism in legal democratic and open revolutionary mass organizations. This essay will focus particularly on why open legal democratic organizations are important for our struggle and the errors that can manifest in our mass work when in them. But before discussing the many right and left errors of opportunism in legal democratic mass organizations, let us consider how we may most effectively struggle against the dominant ideological form of right opportunism amongst the workers and democratic movements today in the U.S. Reformism. How can we most effectively wage ideological struggle against reformism? The most effective means of struggling against reformism and its close relative, economism, is through mass action and mass organizations. Through mass actions such as strikes, protests, sit-ins, and marches, the workers, nationally oppressed, women and LGBTQ people, and youth and students experience firsthand the limits of resistance and the necessity of establishing a democratic dictatorship of the proletariat through revolution, 
as opposed to merely reforming life under the dictatorship of the bourgeoisie. Through mass organizations and alliances in a united front, led by the working class and their party, the masses develop their consciousness, activity, and organization step by step. However, the masses will not spontaneously awaken to the necessity of making proletarian socialist revolution. While a portion of the workers and oppressed peoples may come to this conclusion on their own, it is only through the planned education by the party and the continual agitation and propagandizing by revolutionary activists that the masses will discard reformism and put on the cloak of revolution. But the enemy's ideology of reformism cannot be defeated by simply telling the masses of the necessity of revolution and thumping them on the head with it until they accept it. Commandism is incorrect not because it falls short of an ideal, but because it does not work. The mass line organizes the masses step by step and develops their consciousness through wave after wave of planned and particularized education. Assuming we have begun the process of social investigation and class analysis, we must go to the masses and find out what the particular problems are of the sector or territory we aim to organize. We then link the problems of the person or territory to the issues faced across the territory or sector. Having raised their consciousness and understanding to the level of issues, we link the one issue to the many other issues faced by the various classes and oppressed peoples. By raising their consciousness from the level of problems to issues, and from the economic to the political, we can then point to the necessity of seizing political power, not through the revisionist's utopia of a gradual transition, but through proletarian socialist revolution. Yet, if revolution is what we aim for, and given that the open legal democratic mass organization is explicitly a non-revolutionary organization, does this mean we ought to dismiss legal democratic work altogether? Of course not. The masses will begin to have their consciousness raised from the level of the economic to the political through participation in education in the legal democratic organizations that are either influenced or directly led by the party. The cream of the crop of these non-revolutionary organizations should then be developed into mass activists and eventually brought into more advanced open revolutionary organizations. This would be impossible if we one-sidedly attempted to organize the masses through revolutionary socialist organization and education. If the broad masses could immediately be organized into anti-imperialist, anti-fascist, socialist organizations in a united front, we would be only moments from the mass-armed insurrection. And yet, we are not. All this to say that the party must consciously wage ideological struggle against reformism by putting into practice the mass line according to concrete analysis of concrete conditions and linking and raising the consciousness and struggle of the masses step by step through mass actions, organizations, and alliances. Again, while a portion of the masses may spontaneously awaken to the necessity of proletarian socialist revolution, it is only through the party's planned and consistent propaganda and agitation, alongside its revolutionary organizing, that the mass of workers will consciously embrace their historical task. Number three. 
What is the role of the mass legal democratic organization in our struggle? What is the relationship between the legal democratic organizations and the revolutionary socialist organizations? Given that mass work in open legal democratic organizations is implicitly, not explicitly, revolutionary work, many comrades feel as if legal democratic work is essentially economistic. This is understandable given the dominance of economism amongst the masses and revisionists today. But to say that all work through the legal democratic organization is essentially reformist and economist is to completely abandon the masses and reject the hard work of building the party and developing a revolution through the mass line. This error in thinking must be corrected and a correct understanding of the role of the legal democratic organization must be grasped. The open legal democratic mass organization is an indispensable vehicle through which the proletariat's party can arouse, organize, and mobilize the various sectors of the masses. If it is an organic organization not initiated by the party, members should seek first to influence, then to lead such organizations. If the organization is directly created by the party, then we will immediately be in position to lead it. Through the openly legal democratic organization, we can organize and mobilize the territory or sector by linking the problems to the broader issues and enabling the people to pursue the demands of the more advanced. Through these instruments of lower ideological and political struggle, we can raise people's consciousness from the economic to the political, develop new mass activists where there were none, and launch new mass organizations according to the needs of the struggle. Party members engaged in mass work through legal democratic organizations are to militantly lead the organization to focus on the issues of the sector or territory being organized, identify the enemies that are contributing to the particular problems and issues, and begin to propose solutions to the problems in, according, in accordance to the line of the party. While it is not the task of the legal democratic organization to directly teach the necessity of revolution, it can play an important role in developing the masses and activists in the direction of the proletarian socialist revolution. It is a grave error on the part of many U.S. Maoists today to think that the broad masses can be directly organized into open revolutionary organizations. Stand far in front or hover high above the masses and we will fail to build our party and guide the masses in making revolution. An important part of our party building through United Front work is the making of leaders and educators by developing new mass activists and progressively turning them into revolutionary activists. To ensure that legal democratic work avoids the path of right opportunism, endlessly trailing the masses and failing to develop them, party members should work to pull the advanced of the legal democratic mass organizations into open study groups, secretly guided by party education, open revolutionary organizations, pre-party liaison groups um, in which their education is continued through study groups and tasks are additionally assigned to them by the party for their development, or directly into a party cell or committee if conditions are right for it. Thus, the relationship between the legal democratic and open revolutionary mass organizations is a dialectical one. 
Without open legal democratic work, it will be very difficult to build our open revolutionary organizations. On the other hand, without open revolutionary mass organizations, or secret when in conditions of repression, the masses will remain deceived by the bourgeois myth of reform. But our uniting, the broadest of masses, has to start somewhere. Rarely will it begin for someone with the necessity of overthrowing the bourgeoisie. Instead, we must diligently and patiently develop the people's struggle and build our party step by step, utilizing both types of mass organizations. Number four. How does right opportunism manifest itself in legal democratic organizations? Right opportunism in legal democratic mass organizations can be seen in organizations or party members that avoid the task of raising the economic concerns of the people to the level of the political. It tails and trails the masses in their more immediate, short-term, and material demands, essentially abandoning all long-term goals. Perhaps right opportunism is, at times, internalized and practiced by revolutionary activists who genuinely desire to link up with, as opposed to alienate, the masses, or attempt to correct past errors of commandism and elitism. But this is not an excuse for rejecting the task of raising the consciousness of the masses from the economic to the political, building the party, and developing the proletarian socialist revolution. The attempt to avoid one error does not excuse the practicing of its opposite error. If the task of the open legal democratic mass organization and party building and united front work is to reach the broad masses and develop their practice step by step and thinking wave after wave, then failing to guide and direct the non-revolutionary masses within such an organization is to capitulate to reformism. Party members engaged in mass work through legal democratic organizations should militantly lead the organization to focus on the issues of the sector or territory being organized identify the enemies that are being uh, that are producing the particular problems and issues and propose solutions to the problems while always returning to the particular issue the people are concerned with and linking it to other issues do not be afraid to name solutions while this third step proposing solutions to the problems should be done in accordance to the particular situation Fear of naming the solutions will surely mislead the masses to their endless subordination. Number five. How does left opportunism manifest itself in legal democratic organizations? Left opportunism in legal democratic mass organizations, too, can be seen in organizations or party members that avoid the task of raising the economic concerns of the people to the level of the political Only this error rejects the task of identifying the people's economic concerns at all, or simply skips ahead to solutions to the assumed issues, or even revolutionary strategy. Left opportunism stands far in front and high above the broad masses, spelling out the long-term goals of the people, but failing to help the masses develop their understanding and practice from where they consciously and organizationally are. Whereas right opportunism fails to raise the people's consciousness from the economic to the political by avoiding the realm of the political or the proposal of solutions, 
left opportunism fails to raise the people's consciousness by rejecting the work of linking the people's problems to their issues and developing them from their concrete conditions. It can only see the long-term goals of the people, and thus it abandons the task of arousing, organizing, and mobilizing the broad masses for their more immediate and short-term goals as well. Perhaps left opportunism is, at times, internalized and practiced by revolutionary activists who genuinely desire to lead as opposed to trail the masses or attempt to resist the workers in democratic movements' dominant errors of reformism and economism. But neither is this an excuse for rejecting the task of the legal democratic organization to raise the consciousness of the broad masses from the economic to the political and to fulfill its role in the process of building the party in United Front. The desire to avoid economism does not excuse the practice of commandism or adventurism. Left opportunism is simply revolutionary in word, but not in deed. It may preach the truth that the proletarian socialist revolution is a necessity, but it fails to apply Marxism, Leninism, Maoism to any concrete conditions. It may sound correct in theory, but in practice it is incorrect. Organizations or party members that dogmatically glue themselves to left opportunist tactics and slogans are often afraid to be labeled reformist, capitulationist, and revisionist. They place their egos above the task of linking up with the masses in their struggles and becoming the leaders they need to be. If party members engaged in mass work through legal democratic organizations are to militantly lead the organization to focus on the issues of the sector or territory being organized, identify the enemies that are contributing to the particular problems and issues, and begin to propose solutions to the problems, left opportunism manifests itself in the failure to focus on the problems and issues of the people. It one-sidedly emphasizes the solutions, and it can even drift off into revolutionary strategy. While this first step, highlighting and elevating the issues of the sector or territory, should continually lead to higher levels of consciousness and struggle, Shifting toward the necessity of revolution with people not adequately conscious of the basic issues will ultimately alienate the presently non-revolutionary masses and thus prevent them from developing into the revolutionary masses we need them to become. Number six, conclusion. The contradiction of being a revolutionary and a non-revolutionary organization is undoubtedly a truly difficult one to properly grasp and handle. But U.S. Maoists cannot build a party or a united front with open revolutionary organizations alone. The mass line teaches us that we must first go to the masses if we seek to arouse, organize, and mobilize them, including those who do not yet grasp the necessity of making proletarian socialist revolution. We need both legal democratic and open revolutionary organizations in our united front if we hope to mobilize the broad masses, build a genuinely Maoist party, and become the vanguard of the revolutionary proletariat. All right, and that's a wrap. So that was combating opportunism in open legal democratic mass organizations. 
Um, yeah, so a huge thanks to everyone who, who's been listening in and sharing this with comrades, inviting other people to listen in to the show. Um, I'm always open to critique if you want to send me stuff. I will probably get a fastest through our email, massstrugglepod at gmail.com. I think that's what it is. It's in the show notes. Or also uh, Instagram. And I think that's also massstrugglepod or mass at Mass Struggle. I'm not sure. You have to just find it in the... Um, you can look it up. Look us up on Instagram. <laughs> and a huge thank you to everyone who's left a rating or review that massively boosts the show. It helps other comrades um, and would-be com- uh, comrades to find this content and study along with me. Uh, so yeah, that, that's really helpful. I also, as always, a huge thank you to everyone who's made a contribution at Patreon. Okay, my friends, we will talk soon.